And that's how the theme song goes. Welcome back to this, the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. And if you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for cpluscomedy.com. It's a place. It's a website. Go there. I almost did it perfectly. <laughs> we, all right. We got a, a little behind the scenes here. We got to rush through this. It is uh, Christmas Eve as I record this. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's Christmas Day. What's today? Today's Sunday? Oh, my God. Why am I recording this so early? Anyway, I'm... I, I, I didn't want to record this to, uh, on Christmas Day because I felt actually I didn't want to record this on Christmas Eve because I felt like it would be too much time for me. And uh, it is little known fact. It really is. I am really pushing it. What I do is every year as I watch the same movies, well, in the movies, they the, the list keeps going, growing bigger and bigger. But this year, I missed a bunch of movies in the theater, and they just happen to come out on DVD around this time of year. So that means I'm watching, on top of my Christmas movies, I'm watching DVDs and Blu-rays that I just I just had to see before the before Oscars, before all these award ceremonies, and before even the year was up. So right now, I'm watching Dunkirk. Um, Friday, I went to the theater, and I saw Pitch Perfect 3 and Shape of Water, which I did not have time for. <laughs> I, I I loved one of those movies, Pitch Perfect 3. It was not. You'll see my review. But I did not have time to watch both movies. But you know what? I did anyway. And that day was still a very long day. And then Saturday, I rented Valerian because there was a... The Earwolf put on something called the PCAST Blast where they got their like six or seven of their... Or eight, maybe, of their podcasts. And they put on a one-day festival, podcast festival, nine hours for... For people to sit in and enjoy <laughs> all of their favorite podcasts and one of them was how this get made and uh they and how did this get made talks about movies and how do they got made and uh why they asked the question how did this get made because they're typically bad movies but the pcast blast one was valerian and i really wanted to see this movie when it came out i just didn't have time uh nor did i have the money and i finally get a chance to see it and and there's i know these people are gonna make fun of it but by gum i enjoyed it i really enjoyed the movie it was a uh wonderful and uh, i mean there were a lot of things that were wrong with it (laughs) mainly how how the how the story just kind of it felt like and i said this to myself when i was watching it it felt like a the uh, a series that was starting in the second movie and the but the first movie hadn't come out so you didn't know what they were talking about and it just it expected so much of you until it told you it just blatantly told you things in exposition that was just so loud and and so and so what a movie should not do but anyway and then I and then I watched uh, Mother which was great I watched that this Sunday morning Christmas Eve morning I woke up at 6 a.m. because I had to go to work in six hours and I also had to uh, do my cooking so that means I had to wake up two hours early and I had to and I, and I had to watch this movie because it's two hours long and starring Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem uh, it's a psychological thriller the first hour is great the second hour is very loud and it's very obnoxious but I enjoyed I enjoyed the the most of it I, I liked it a lot I don't think I'd ever need to see it again which makes sense but Valerian was very cool and I hope they make a sequel <laughs> there's a lot of issues I had with it but all in all I really enjoyed it and then I uh, and then I wasn't even gonna pick up any two other movies this is before this is this is before all the Christmas stuff I was gonna pick up two other movies and then I saw that Dunkirk was already there at the bread box. This is where I get my movies. Red box, bread box. I get a bread box. <laughs> they bake the movies and it takes a couple of hours. You get it. It's nice and hot and fresh. Uh, but I got Dunkirk and then I got uh, the same time I got. I do until I don't, which I really don't know what it is. Uh, let's see. I do until I don't. 
is that I, I know it's an indie movie. Oh boy, it is not well received. It's got Lake Bell in it. Oh, Lake Bell directed it and she wrote it. Oh, okay. And I think Ed Helm stars in it too. Yes, he does. Mary Steenburgen, Paul Reiser. Oh, I like these people. Wyatt's an act. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to watch this movie. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It's not really well received, but uh, Dunkirk is very good. I'm only about 40 minutes in. I've had to stop and start that movie. I was watching a Dallas game and then I had to edit a news time, which I didn't edit ahead of time for some reason. And, uh, and now uh, it's sitting paused on my Xbox. Once again, I think I'm about, I don't know. It says I'm on uh, chapter five. So I think I'm about 40, 40, 50 minutes in. Uh, I've already seen Harry Styles. He is not distracting at all. It's a, he's doing well in the movie so far. It is limited screen time. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. And uh, and then, so then, on top of those movies, I'm also watching my regular uh, clients of Christmas movies. It used to be just Arthur Christmas, which is is not Arthur the Aardvark, you millennial idiots. It's uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> It's about... It's like King Lear for Santa Claus, and it's only two sons instead of three sons or three daughters. It's about a uh, Santa. He's retiring, and or he, he he needs to retire, and one of his sons is going to overtake the mantle. It's played. The son is played by Hugh Laurie. the The oldest son is supposed to take the mantle, and uh, turns out that there's a, the younger son is just like kind of dopey. All the elves make fun of him, and and he just he but he's just he loves Christmas. He wants to make kids happy, and it's so great. It's so adorable. And, uh, and then he wants to, and then they find out that they missed one child and the older brother, Steve doesn't want to deliver the present to the child, but he says, we have to do it. And so Arthur sets out with an elf and the, uh, eldest Santa, their grandfather and to deliver the present. And it's a very sweet movie and I really like it a lot. And, oh, I also saw Pitch Perfect 3. Not fun. It's not good. <laughs> Shape of Water. Also really good. <laughs> I think I already said that, but I'm, I don't care. I'm very tired. It's it's too late here on Christmas Eve. It's 11.05, and I, I need to go to sleep. Uh, even though I took a nap today, which is – I took a nap at like 6 o'clock, which I should not have done. <laughs> so I'm going to be up all night long, <laughs> even though I said I'm very tired. And so then there's that. And then I watch – the, oh, I, I just saw Elf for the first time, so I guess I'll watch that every year now. But I, I, I've, I've owned it for, I think that was my first play movie on Google Play M- Movies. Music on Google Play Movies is my very first movie, and I bought it, and I never watched it until last Tuesday. And I thought it was fine. It was all right. It wasn't the best. It's not the best Christmas movie. It's not everybody. Whoever whoever says that is their favorite is hyperbolizing a lot. There's a lot of issues with that film, uh, as <laughs> exposition, story, uh, things just happen towards the the final act of the movie. It's just uh, the way the way char- there's no character progression. It's just everybody moves sideways and to cater to the story. Anyway. It was fine. I really liked it, though. I did laugh a lot. So, I mean, all in all, I had fun. And then there's also The Night Before, which I'm going to watch tomorrow morning because I I meant to watch it tonight. Couldn't do it. (laughs) But uh, The Night Before is a very wonderful movie starring Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is their friend. And every year they celebrate, they go out and get high and drunk and they have a lot of fun together. And then this year, and then the, the finally this year, they say, no, nah, we don't want to, we don't want to do anymore. This is the last year. And they end up going to this party and Mindy Kaling's in it and Lizzie Kaplan's in it. And Miley Cyrus really is such a good job. And, uh, Michael Shannon, just, it's such a good movie. I really, I really, really love the night before. It's so wonderful. It's a good movie. And I love it and go watch it. <laughs> and, uh, then the last movie is Krampus. It's just a horror movie starring, uh, Adam Scott. Uh, I'm sorry. Adam Cordero of Torque and uh, David Koechner and who else? Uh, it's sitting right there. I'm not going to look at it though. It's too much work. 
eventually oh and then jingle all the way it's on stars so i want to add that to the pantheon but i don't think i'm going to be able to watch it this year because uh, usually i w- what i do is i put these off until the last day i don't get to watch them until january for some reason so now i'm going to start uh, i gotta i gotta burn through these because i don't want to watch them after christmas day and then jingle all the way and then uh i want to add four christmases to it and then i have to watch almost christmas which is on hbo and that's uh, it's a black movie. So <laughs> if you like black movies, you'll love Almost Christmas. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I'm going to. It's in my watch list for HBO. So hopefully I watch it tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm a, Apparently, I'm, I'm supposed to be going to. This is by myself. I make these plans alone. I'm supposed to be going to see All the Money in the World tomorrow. I was supposed to see Downsizing today, but I got off work too late and I couldn't see it. So there you have that. Uh, let's go on to... Okay, so this week's episode of The Constitutionals, we're going to talk about uh, uh, this week on C Plus News Time, I put out... God bless America. This week on News Time, I put out an episode. It's called Plus Five. I did it last year. I choose five things that I really liked, uh, movies, TV shows, podcasts, whatever, and I talk about them. But this year, also during Plus Five, I did a thing called Grab Bag, which is where I filled, I cut up a bunch of pieces of paper and I wrote my name I wrote my name <laughs> I wrote my I drew my name out of a hat I know I cut my uh I cut this piece of paper up and I wrote all the names of the uh podcasts and the tv shows and the movies that I enjoyed uh that I didn't that I didn't single out during the plus five so I chose five things to talk about it was there were six things actually it was one day at a time Detroiters girls tri- girl trip girls trip uh the big sick um Oh my God. I don't know what the first thing was. Anyway, I chose six things. Watch the video. It's great. It's 11 minutes long. And then in between those 11 minutes, I did grab bag. I pulled out a bunch of names from this hat and I chose five more things to talk about that were random and I had to do it off the cuff. It was really fun and I really liked it. But uh, in that, if you watch it, just not the computer. Uh, guys, seriously, I'm really struggling on Christmas Eve. And if you watch it, there's uh, I, I pour out the hat and there's a bunch of names that fall out. So I so I'm now going to talk about those names and I've already I named I I planned this episode of the Constitutionals probably two weeks ago. So this is the finally the first week of the Constitutionals that something was planned out. So yay for me. I actually I even named this episode <laughs> last week. It's called the Things TV Carried. Oh my god, I'm not really good at naming things, so I was really excited for that. Okay, so here. <laughs> Oh, I also saw Ingrid Goes West. Did I talk about that? I didn't. I saw Ingrid Goes West. It's a really good movie. It's really fantastic. It's very cringy. And did I talk about that last week? I don't know. It's very good, though. It would remind me of Hello, Ladies. I can't watch that show or a movie. Anyway, <clears throat> I think I did talk about that. Anyway, okay. So, uh, oh, here's what I talked about. I talked about Smilf Detroiters crashing one day at a time. And those are TV shows. And then the movies, I lumped them together, The Big Sick and Girls Trip, because they both were did not get nominations. And okay, so here are the auxiliary things that I did not get a chance to talk about. Uh, I did talk about Red Oaks in the in the in the episode of News Time, uh, but anyway, Red Oaks is just so wonderful and it's good and it makes me feel good. It's a coming of age story about a young filmmaker in the '80s and he works at a country club that's filled with a bunch of snotty white people, snooty white people. And he wants to go to New York. He lives in New Jersey, and he's always on the cusp of these things. But then uh, he decides finally in the third season to go to New York, and he lives there, and he's struggling, and he's trying his best. And it's just so good, and it follows his friends and everything. It's only three seasons long. I think maybe 20 episodes total. I don't know. Eight. I think they did 10, 8, and 4, something like that. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. And then there's uh, Glow. 
on Netflix. This is a show that I did not think I was gonna like because I don't. I actually I don't even know why. Oh, because uh, because it's uh by uh somebody that I did not. I personally don't like Transparent, and I think Jenny Connor produces this show or executive produces. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Glow is a really wonderful show. It's about the. It's called. It stands for. It's an acronym for the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Mark Maron stars in it. So is Allison Brie, Rich Summer. And uh, a whole bunch of other women that are just so good, and it's uh, it's about making uh, the wrestling league in the '80s, I believe. Another '80s show. It's about making the wrestling league in the '80s, uh, where women were just glamorized in wrestling. It was kind of like WWE, but for women, and it was fun. And it's a it's a really good show. There's a story about uh, cheating friendships. They do something in the pilot that really excites me. They introduce that Allison Brie is cheating. Well, did cheat once with. Rich Summer, who's married to Allison Bree's best friend, and Allison Bree's best friend finds out almost immediately in the pilot, and then they become mortal enemies for the first season. And it's just wonderful, and I enjoyed it. Uh, next up is the teacher's lab. This is in no no way, shape, or form organized. I just wrote down things that I kept remembering. Um, this is the teacher's lounge lounge podcast. It's from Big Grande over at Earwolf on Stitcher Premium. It is definitely. One of the most great, the craziest, the most ridiculous, that's an inside, ridiculous, ridiculous, so stupid, the most ridiculous podcast I have ever heard in my entire life. Uh, they, they, the big, the guys at Big Grande play these four teachers who every episode, it's all improv, and every single episode, they make themselves look dumber and dumber and they ramp it up and it gets crazier and crazier where they where they're murdering people and they're uh, they're changing changing their sexes and uh, dating teenagers and it's just I can't even do the words justice it's so good but go listen to it if you if you like podcasts like comedy podcasts like improv uh, then there's wrecked on I'm just gonna put wrecked and search party together on TBS uh, the, the but both are wonderful shows wrecked is an ensemble show uh, it's kind of like lost but it's funny and there are a lot of mystery things on it and it's a uh, it's very funny Ally Mackey and honestly she's the only person I can think of right now <laughs> oh Reese Darby's on it <laughs> Uh, I uh, let's see who else is on it. Oh my god, I can't. Rory Scovel was on it sometimes. I can't remember. I don't know any other people. Anyway, it's a very funny show. Very funny half hour. Search Party. I've already talked about Search Party before. Mike Sure produced comedy. Alia Shockett, uh, John Early, Brandon Michael Hall, uh, two other people that I don't know. Porsche, uh, woman that plays Porsche. I j- I just don't know their names. Anyway. Uh, that's also a good show. Follows a girl, uh, Alia Shockett, who's trying to solve the quote-unquote disappearance of this girl that she barely knows, and then it just get, it gets weirder from there. And then eventually, in the second season, they're trying to hide from the law. It's that's that's very fun. And the second season finale, oh my god, that finale was so good. Ollie Shawkat was in this striking red dress. She looks so gorgeous. And and, uh, and yeah, there we go. I'm not going to say anything else. And then um, let's see. Uh, okay. Both, both of these shows are now have been officially canceled. Playing House and Difficult People. Uh, Playing House is from uh, Jessica St. Clair and Lennon Parham. I'm surprised it lasts this long for three seasons on USA. They said they were going to get rid of their single ha- single half hours, I believe, though. Uh, last year, but then it came back for a surprise season three, Playing House, and it followed Jessica St. Clair's uh, real life breast cancer diagnosis, 
and uh, everything that she had to deal with. Keegan-Michael Key is a part of the show, too. It's also Zach Woods is there, too. Uh, very good show. Very wonderful. I can't really say much about it because it's just a, it's just a sitcom about two sitcom sitcom about two best friends trying to raise a baby together. The Difficult People is Julie Klausner and Billy Eichner's show. Julie created and wrote the show, and it, it was just such a mean, cynical show that was just so, so funny. All these great guest characters, and I'm surprised that Hulu canceled it, honestly. it's I, 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 don't, I don't know what they wanted. <laughs> I honestly don't. I, if it was a views thing, then maybe you should advertise your shows. I mean, come on. I, I'm, you, at the point that the show was going... Uh, this is before Disney bought Fox and became a majority shareholder of Hulu. They there was a it was a thirty thirty split thirty 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 split. So I don't understand what the issue was. So I don't I don't I, why would you cancel Difficult People? You have no comedies now, and now you won't even pick up. This is me ranting and raving, but you, now you won't pick up Bajillion Dollar Properties or any show from CISO when NBC uh, Comcast owns owned CISO. I don't understand. Why would you do CISO? Ugh, I, I, anyway, oh, I shouldn't talk about that. Very mad. Uh, then there's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on the CW. I did so just if I've spoken about the show too so many times. Rachel Bloom does a great job. She it's this musical comedy show about this girl who moves to California for this guy, and turns out the guy. <laughs> She she moved there because he said hi to her on the street once. Uh, they dated in high school, but then she ran into him in New York. And anyway, uh, and she turned. She really is crazy. But now this season, she's trying to cope with fixing her. Cra- I don't know if she's trying to fix it, but she's trying to cope with being crazy, being diagnosed uh, depressed and all this stuff. I I don't compare crazy to depression and stuff like that, but it's a really wonderful show. And it's, it's, if you want to see a real, that show and Jane, the Virgin are the only two shows on the CW. I've said it before. I'll say it again, that know how to display feminism. Don't even valor Supergirl, not feminist. Uh, and then these are, I want to say, I want to lump these together Four Amazon shows, Jean-Claude Van Johnson, The Tick, Catastrophe, and One Mississippi. Jean-Claude Van Johnson uh, and The Tick premiered this year. Jean-Claude Van Johnson actually premiered a couple weeks ago. It follows Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, basically playing a super spy, but he's also playing himself. So there's that. Then The Tick is just an update of the show and the comic. Uh, it's made by the same guy who has done every Tick show and who created the Tick, actually, period. It, it's wonderful, and it's a, it's a serial. It's a serial show. Every episode matters. Um, Catastrophes, a really wonderful show from Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney. Uh, shot in England. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's a good half hour about a couple who sh- probably shouldn't be together, but they're together anyway. They had one night stand. She she got pregnant, and uh, now they're raising the baby. It's very fun, and now they have two babies. Uh, then and Carrie Fisher was on that show. She was really good on that show. And then there's one Mississippi with Tignataro, created by Tignataro, and uh, it's following her early life. Another one of those autobiographical shows. Not early life. <laughs> Not early life. It's her regular life right now. Um, very good. I enjoy it a lot. And then we have, uh, let me lump these together. Vice Principals and Insecure. Two HBO shows that I really loved watching. Vice Principals was, uh, sh- it, 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 it was shot, I think, two years ago. And they premiered last year, the first season. And this year, the second season. A very good serialized show, comedy show. Uh, ups and downs, just like Eastbound and Down. And uh, I really liked it a lot. Uh, with Walton Goggins and Dana McBride, who created the show. Oh my God, my Xbox just made a noise. 
<laughs> scared the crap out of me. And then there's uh, Insecure, the the one show that no one's talking about that I think people should be talking about. Um, Issa Rae's show, and it's it's about her, not her, but it is, it is follow her trying to just be an adult. And it's it's very it's hard to watch sometimes because she's struggling and she's trying to build a relationship uh, with her ex-boyfriend and with her friends and trying to stay on track and everything. It's and I think it's it's a it's a good analogy for what life is and what it should be. And no one's talking about it because they I think they only have room for one show about uh, created by a black person in the heart and that's Atlanta even though that show's overrated and it's not that good and it's not even that funny Insecure is hilarious and it's got dope uh, music pieces and Prentice Penny works in that show he's a producer so there you go and let's see oh okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna lump these next few into into each other because they're all on broadcast and they're my only broadcast ones life and pieces it's uh i've talked about the show so many times it's such a show it's a show that does not mean anything in the long run but it's so good it's so heartwarming it's what early modern family was it's just about one family and life and pieces and it's and it follows i think three four short stories every episode and it's good, and I like it a lot. I can't really say much about it because <laughs> that's it. The Mick is Caitlin Olson's show, Scott MacArthur, and uh, a bunch of other people, and it's a very funny show. It's about Caitlin Olson, uh, who's uh, Mickey, and she starts raising her her niece. <laughs> her niece. <laughs> I was gonna clear my throat on the mic. <laughs> But I stopped myself. She starts raising her niece and nephews, and they're really rich, and they get in the hijinks. The end. Um, the good place. Uh, Kristen Bell dies, and she goes to heaven. But turns out maybe they're not in heaven, and maybe it's a trick. And it definitely is a trick. I'm ruining the entire show. And it, uh, Ted Danson's evil, and it's a wonderful show. I love it so much. <laughs> I just ruined the entire show. <laughs> Blackish, of course, it's Kenny Barris' show. Follow, it's a basically following him, but it's about, but it, it's about him, but uh, it follows Anthony Anderson, Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Wonderful show, go watch it. Fresh off the boat, Asian version of Blackish. Really, it truly is. These these shows kind of blended together. Trust me, I watch every single one of those ABC shows, except for American Housewife. I don't really watch that one that much. And then there's uh, Fresh Off the Boat, Randall Park, Constance Wu. Uh, very funny. Ray Weiss is in there. And um, the woman who plays Honey. I just, I would, Chelsea Crisp. I always think about her. She's so beautiful. Um, it's a great show. Great show. Go watch it. Very funny. Uh, I wish that it was kind of like how Eddie Wong was part of the show. He did create the show. And it is about his life. But in the first season, it was about a fam- an, uh, an Asian family struggling in the early nineties and Washington DC. And now this uh, season two, after he, after ABC said, all right, you're done with the show. Or after he said, I'm done with the show and ABC gentrified it. It's now a show about an Asian family in Washington DC. They're no longer struggling. They're just funny. <laughs> so just like the rest of their shows, modern family is about a rich, funny white family. Black is about a funny black family. That's rich. Um, the middle's about a poor, they see they already good because they, they have these things. I've already done this before, but ABC already has, uh, they have niches for their families. The middle's poor, uh, the fresh off the boats, Asian, uh, the, they had a gay one, uh, uh, American housewife is about fat, a fat woman and, or an overweight woman. I'm sorry. Uh, and so like that. Anyway, the middle, speaking of which, uh, I've already spoken about that. It's great. Wonderful show ending this year. 
and uh, it's got so many people on it. And it's very funny. It's very wholesome, and I think I tear up at every single episode. Uh, Speechless is also very good. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't use the cerebral palsy. They, well, the main character has cerebral palsy, but they don't use it as a crutch. Not to not to make a joke. They don't use it as a crutch, and they don't exploit it. And I really enjoy that show a lot. Then there's episodes. This is the show. I write scripts in my free time, obviously. And this is the show that I really do truly believe that I'm basing one of my current shows off of. And I really enjoy it so much. It's about Matt LeBlanc. It's about, it's really about Matt LeBlanc and he's playing himself and he's trying to get all these, he's trying to get a hit show with this British couple. And then, uh, he sleeps with the wife and then, uh, the, the couple breaks up for a little bit. And it's just really, it's a, it's a fascinating show to watch. Uh, and it really teaches you a lot about Hollywood. It teaches you about how scripts are written or how who how agents get to produce or don't produce. Uh, well, agents get to produce. Managers can't. I know that much. <laughs> it's moving on to You're the Worst is um, uh, just I, I can't even. If you're listening to this, you have watched You're the Worst. It's Aya Cash and Chris Gear and Kevin Donahue and the other guy who I can't forget, but it's it's a such a good show such a good show that chronicles what it means to be a writer what it means to be depressed what it means to have PTSD what it means to be uh mentally abused oh god so good i just it's just such a funny show and it's just about a couple who shouldn't be together again shouldn't be together but they end up together and then they break it off uh, on and off several times throughout the entire show. It's going to end next year. And I'm going to be very sad when it does. Then there's the Carmichael show. The Carmichael show is a uh, wonderful show from Gerard Carmichael. David Allen, David Allen Greer was in it. Loretta Devine, Lil Rel Howery, and uh, Tiffany Haddish. That is definitely one of the last good sitcoms, just like one day at a time. One of the last good multicam sitcoms that wasn't on CBS. One of the They were the only two sitcoms. Well, except for the ranch, I believe is a multicam. Or yeah, multicam. One of the last good multicams is uh, Carmichael showing one day at a time, and NBC canceled the Carmichael show. I I don't understand why they allowed them to do so many things. They allowed them to say the N word on uh, uh, broadcast TV at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. or something like that. It's just NBC doesn't know how to run a, a network. They don't know how to run TV shows, and they cancel they cancel comedies uh, faster than anybody needs to cancel comedies. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. It just if you're gonna, not every show is gonna be a third. They they're what what they're aiming for is they want to get the same ratings that CBS is getting, but you you're not going to be able to get that. You want consistency, then advertise your shows. Don't air them back to back. Don't uh, don't blast them over the summer in, in three-week chunks. It's just dumb. Don't do that. Let let Marlon live on Wednesday nights one episode a week and do that for 10 weeks. There's ten week, There's more than 10 weeks in the summer. Do the same thing for uh, the, the Carmichael show. Instead of, they don't know how to, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, hire me, NBC, and uh, I will definitely turn that network around. And it won't be just the Olympics running. Trust me, I know it's just the Olympics running those running those uh, ratings because I worked at an NBC station. <laughs> yeah, I was ousted, but I was I worked there, and I know how they get the ratings. It is definitely not local news or their hit comedy shows. Can you see how SNL was struggling? This is very bitter, and I'm very angry. Uh, Lady Dynamite, just, just don't cancel shows. Just 
learn how to run the network. Um, Lady Dynamite is also a wonderful show. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I have only watched a few episodes, but I, I did like what I watched. Maria Bamford is a genius, and I do like the time jumps. It, it did take me a while to get used to, but it's very funny. Um, Wet Hot American Summer, 10 years later, just, <laughs> just a mind-blowing way to bring so many people back. <laughs> I really just enjoyed that. Uh, if you don't know Wet Hot, then I don't know why you're listening to this. Um, but now this is 10 years later. It's a sequel series on Netflix. And then possibly one of the best things I've seen all year besides One Day at a Time uh, and uh, besides, you know, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and besides The Teacher's Lounge and besides Search Party and Difficult People, it is Nathan for You and the season finale, Finding Francis. It is a feature-length movie. It's a movie uh, about Nathan helping the Bill Gates impersonator find his long-lost love. And uh, that's it. That's all I can say. Watch it. If you if you're listening if you're listening to this, obviously you've watched it. Oh man, looks like we're done. I also talked about in the uh, plus five. I talked about let's see, Downward Dog, Brock Meyer, the Mayor, Ghosted, Great News, Big Mouth, Lady Bird, The House, Lego Batman, Rough Night, Captain Underpants, and all that was on top of our, of course again, Girls Trip, Big Sick, One Day at a Time, Crashing Detroiters, and Smelf. One more takeaway from this is, I watch a lot of crap. <laughs> all right. Uh, and some of it's good and some of it's not so good and some of it's bad. And, but you know what? I liked it. I enjoyed myself. This year was really good for TV, really good for movies. And I can't wait to, I mean, honestly, I think, I think that I thought that I was going to hate a lot of stuff, but once I started making this list, I thought, wow, this is really good. This is all, all these things came out this year. It's so wonderful. And I watched all this, every single episode of every single one of these shows, uh, maybe, maybe not so much the middle. And I know I missed the Chris Brown episode of Blackish. I'm not going to watch that ever. Um, but I really enjoyed these. And uh, it was a good year for TV, good year for podcasts. And let's just hope that we can continue the everything. All right. It is, uh, I'm going to remind you one more time. It is Christmas Eve, and I'm, <laughs> I got to finish Dunkirk. It is 1128, and I have to finish Dunkirk tonight. So here we go. Uh, how do I sign off? Oh, <laughs> okay. If you, if you like this, yeah, if you like this, head over to the website, cpluscomedy.com where we got the latest news reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits that only I can f- provide you with. We finally, after days and days and days, we finally put up the, uh, the interview I had with Matt Eisman. His people took a very long time to get back to me. <laughs> I'm, this is not me. This is this is not me make, uh, getting on their case. They did take a very long time to get back to me. I sent them the interview that I typed up, and it took them a few days <laughs> to look at it. I don't know why. <laughs> and and then uh, I finally put it up, and he liked it and everything, so it's good. Yeah. Anyway, you also follow us on Twitter at Seabulls Comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Shadow Black White. Like us on Facebook. Go to the YouTube page, www dot youtube.com i'm closing my eyes <laughs> slash c plus comedy uh where we can you can watch the premiere news show news time uh like i said this week's episode is plus five which is just me talking about the five things that i really enjoyed throughout the year five comedy things i enjoyed and i've already given you the hint so if you're listening to this after you watch that i don't know what the problem is next week it'll be bloopers on new year's day so the the blast bloopers and then right after that it'll be my first story about 
I cannot spoil that. I'm not going to ruin that because the seven of you that listen, you're going to be very surprised. You won't be. You won't be. It's just a regular episode of News Time. So we don't got for that. All right. Thanks. Bye.